The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Today, I want us to look at a message that laid on my heart, Spirit-Driven Success. And it's obvious from the Word of God, God wants you to succeed. I'll never forget the story of a man of God. He said he was struggling to consecrate himself to follow God's calling for his life. And he said, one day the Lord spoke to him and the Lord said, I am more concerned about your success than you are. I want you to think about that. God told the man of God, he said, I am more concerned about your success than you are. You know why? Because your success brings glory to God. See, we try in our efforts to make ourselves successful. It will all amount to nothing. In Psalm 127 verse 1, the Bible says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. See that? Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. That means without God, whatever you're building will not last. It says, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wicked but in vain. And don't forget 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 says, the Lord is that spirit. You see that? So without the Holy Spirit, what what you're doing will not last. You see that? The Holy Spirit is a divine agent of success. Did you get that? The Holy Spirit is a divine agent of success. Let's define success. Number one, success is the obtaining of a goal. In Genesis 24 verse 12, the Bible says, and he said, O Lord God of my master, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Now let me show you this in the New King James. It says, please give me success this day. Now in this Genesis 24, it's about marriage, getting a wife for Isaac. See, so it calls it success. So we can say success is the accomplishment of a clearly defined goal. You see that? And that's why you cannot measure measure success without goals. It says, please give me success this day. And show kindness to my master, Abraham, which means God is not against success. In Joshua 1 verse 8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So God is not against success. If there is good success, there's bad success. 
if you have to cheat or compromise to get it, that is bad success. See, God is not against success. God wants you to be successful. In 2 Corinthians 26 verse 5, the Bible speaks of Uzziah. It says, He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding the vision of God, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. See, God made him to prosper. God is not against prosperity. God made him to prosper. Now, I want you to give it to me in the NIV or the NLT. The NIV or the NLT. It says, He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. You see that? God gave him success. God is not against success. You see that? Now, let's look at Genesis 39, 2 to 3. Genesis 39, 2 to 3. It says, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. You see that? So, a lot of people feel that God is against prosperity. No, God is against greed. It says, and the Lord was with him, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, of his master, the Egyptian. Verse 3, it says, and his master saw, watch this, that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Notice, the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. See, it's possible to have a 100% success in all that you do. Now, let's look at 2 to 3, and let's look at it in the NIV or the NLT. It says, give it to me in NLT. There's something I want to see successful. Good. It says, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did. It is possible to succeed in everything you do. That's why you're looking at spirit-driven success. It's supernatural. For someone to succeed in everything they do is supernatural. The Lord was a Joseph, and he, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his master, Egyptian master. Next, verse 3. It says, But if I notice this and realize that the Lord was a Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. So God is not against success. You need to know that. God is not against success. If you look at verse 2 to 3, and I want us to look at it in the New King James Version. The New King James. It says, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. See, God is not against success because there are a lot of people who feel that uh, it is wrong for a Christian to be prosperous. It's wrong for a Christian to be influential. And that's why you look at world today. Churches are shut down most of the world. If we had Bible-believing, spirit-filled believers, the church would not go through what it went through. See, and that's why we trust the Lord to raise people in, in, the, in, in our world today that in the next generation we're trusting that God is going to raise you, watching, to be successful, to be influential, and that your values will be Bible-based values, not worthy values. Because when God is called irrelevant, a cost comes on a generation. I'm going to say it again. When God is called irrelevant, a cost comes on a generation. Never forget that. So we need to begin to raise successful people as a church. So what is success? Well, number one, success is the obtaining of a goal. Number two, you need, success is the progressive realization of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. 
Success is the progressive realization of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. We got this definition from Philippians 3, 12 to 14. Philippians 3, 12 to 14. Hear what Paul says. says, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So you were saved for a purpose. There's a reason why you're born again. Look at verse 13. Paul says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In other words, I have not laid hold of the full purpose of my life. In other words, he's on a journey, achieving step by step. What he says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, then he says, and reaching forth to those things which are ahead. You see that? So you forget the things that are behind, then you move to achieve what is ahead. Verse 14 says, he says, I press toward a goal for the prize of the calling of God, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see that? So it says, I press toward the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's your, your destiny. See, see, we say success is the progressive realization of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. Very important. So number three, we say success is a day-to-day accomplishment of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. Success is a day-to-day accomplishment of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. So, as a child of God, you need to maximize your day. See, because every day should be invested in pursuit of destiny. Every day is to be invested in pursuit of destiny. All right. Number four, success is becoming what you were born to be, doing what you were born to do, and having what you were born to have. It could also be as well as becoming all you were born to do, all you were ordained to do, all you were ordained to be, doing all you were ordained to do, and having all you were ordained to have. Simply put, success is the fulfillment of your destiny. All right, next. The true measure of success is the fulfillment of your destiny and purpose for your existence. We also define driven. We're looking at spirit-driven success. Driven means very determined to success. The Holy Spirit put in my heart many years ago, and it made me know that God wants you and I to succeed. In Proverbs 4, verse 18, the Bible says the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more onto the perfect day. Notice more and more. Now, let's look at this very quickly. It says the path of the just, path, So, success is a journey. It says it's a path. Success is a journey. Then it says, the the path of the journey is as the shining light that shineth more and more. More and more refers to progressive. Progressive. Then it says, unto the perfect day. Unto the perfect day. Now, the perfect day refers to your destiny. The perfect day refers to your destiny. So, we said success is a progressive realization of goals and targets in line with a God-given destiny. So, when you look at this, you see that God is taking you on a journey. See, he's taking you on a journey. 
It's a progressive thing. It's taking you on a journey. It says, but the path of the justice is a shining light that shining more and more until the perfect day. Never forget that. All right? So we said success, we said driven is to be very determined to succeed. Very determined to succeed. See that? And the Holy Ghost puts that in your heart. It lets you know God wants you to have more than this. See, God wants you to have more than this. For instance, in 3 John 2, the Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, watch this, and be in health, even as you so prospered. God wants you to prosper. The word here is a hudu. A hudu means to succeed in business affairs. To succeed in business affairs. It also means to have help on the road. See, God wants you to be successful. You see that? Give it to me in the NLT. The NLT. It says, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are healthy in body and you're strong in spirit. God is concerned about your whole being, your spirit, your soul, and your affairs. All right? He's, he's concerned about that. Now give it to me in the NIV. NIV, please. It says, I pray that you enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting, getting along well. All right. Now, look at this. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things, the Oaken James, which means your success is a priority to God. Your success is a priority to God. There are people who feel that God doesn't want them to be successful. No, it's a priority to God. God told Joshua, he said, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. God was showing the man how to be successful. See, because your success is a testimony to the glory of God. You see that? Your success is a testament to the glory of God. And that's why it's so important, a child of God, that you learn the word of God and become successful. And many of us who were taught, like in my earlier days in life, were taught that being poor is being holy. See? Being poor is being holy. But God is not poor. In fact, in heaven, when we get to heaven, the streets of heaven are made of pure gold. See, when gold is pure, it's transparent. See, we're going to be walking on pure gold. Our, the gates in heaven is pearls, made of pearls. The foundation of heaven is precious stones. You see that? God says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Now, the man who wrote this is the apostle that lived the longest. Is John the Beloved. John the Beloved. Apostle John. And he was very close to Jesus. So, if John the Beloved is telling me that God wants me to prosper, then... It's right to prosper. See, you can prosper God's way or prosper the world's way. But we don't want the world's way. We want God's way. Because except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. All right. Now, I want to read you something here in the, in the Greek, the word Eudo, E-U-O-D-O-O, Eudo. It means to succeed in reaching. To succeed in reaching. 
In other words, God wants you to reach your goals, to succeed in reaching. So we say number one, determined means, sorry, driven means very determined to succeed. Number two, driven means having a compulsive or urgent quality. See, having a compulsive or urgent quality. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, it can, it can drive you. Jesus was driven by the Spirit. He was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. Hallelujah. He was driven by the Spirit. In Mark 1 verse 12, immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. He was driven by the Spirit. The Spirit of God can drive you. It can inspire you to do something. Spirit-driven success. See, the Holy Ghost can lead you to do something. It can, can give you that urgency. Hallelujah. To do something. Number three, driven means propelled or motivated by something. Propelled or motivated by something. Several years ago, the Holy Spirit said to me, if you recognize me as a person, I will thrust you ahead of those you've envied. Then and there, I recognize that without God's help, I will not be able to make it in life and ministry. When the Spirit of God comes into a man or woman's life, it comes to help us to equip and empower us to fulfill destiny. It comes to facilitate our God-given destiny. It's with us all the way until our destiny is fulfilled. In John 14, 16 17, Jesus said, I'll pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He says, I'll pray to Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. The Holy Ghost, he will give you another comforter, another helper, another paraclete. Your paraclete is one called aside to help you. Para means alongside. Clare is calling. See, the one called alongside to help you fulfill your calling. You cannot fulfill your assignment without the Holy Ghost. If Jesus needed the Holy Ghost for his assignment, you need the Holy Ghost for your assignment. No matter what you do, no matter the assignment you do, you need the Holy Ghost. In the Old Testament, the kings needed the anointing. The kings are political leaders. You see that? They are political leaders. And the king needed the anointing. The judges needed the anointing. They are civil leaders. And they needed the anointing. You see that? The priests needed the anointing. But today we just feel we can live our lives without the Holy Ghost. What happens? There will be confusion. When you look at Ecclesiastes 4 verse 1, and it says, I return and saw under the sun. So, when I, so I return and consider all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and behold, the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the side of the oppressors, there was power, but they had no comforter. See, without the Holy Ghost, there'll be oppression in the world. See, when people recognize the Holy Spirit, and it starts walking in their lives, they become more loving. You see that? You can't claim to be a person who is living under the influence of the Holy Spirit and you are an oppressor. You can't claim that. Because the Holy Ghost is a lover. Yeah, the Holy Ghost disciplines people, but he's a lover. See, the reason for what we see in many nations of the world is because the Holy Spirit doesn't have its place. In John 14, verse 16, it says, And I'll pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, 
There are people who are going through challenges right now. The Holy Ghost is your comforter. If you yield to the Holy Ghost, he will talk to you. He will bring you insight. He will bring you direction that will comfort your heart. And I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, which means the Holy Spirit is God's answer to human problems. The Holy Spirit is God's answer to human problems. He says, I'll pray the Father. I'll pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Then he may abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us permanently. The Holy Ghost comes to live with us permanently. That means child of God 24-7, you have access to the presence and the power of God. 24-7, you have access to the, the person of God. 24-7. Hallelujah. Verse 17 says, even the spirit of truth. It calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth because the Holy Spirit never contradicts the Bible. Any spirit that contradicts the Bible is not the Holy Spirit. See, there are people who have prophesied and you tell them this is not scriptural. They say, I've gone beyond that book. Anyone that says he has gone beyond the word of God is no longer functioning by the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 3 verse 15, it says, if I tarry, but if I tarry long, it says that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. You see that? The, the church is a pillar and the ground of the truth, the bedrock of truth. That means everything we do in the church must be based on the word of God. Not based on my opinion, not based on your opinion, but based on the word of God. Now look at this. 1 John 4, and I want us to begin from verse 4 to 6. Ye have got little children and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world. And the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth not us. Hereby knoweth the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. There's a spirit of error. There's a spirit of truth. And when an individual is speaking about the spirit of truth, it must be in line with the word of God. If it's not in line with the word of God, then there is something wrong. Let me read you something in the book of Isaiah quickly. And um, Isaiah 8 verse 20. Isaiah 8 20. It says, To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So if, they, if anybody speaks anything, a dream or vision or prophecy that is not in line with the word of God, God says there is no light in them. The Holy Ghost is a spirit of truth. It even amazes me sometimes when this prophecy comes through my mouth. It's the word. See, it's the word because the Holy Ghost doesn't negate the word of God. So what are certain things the Holy Ghost will do in you and with you to lead you to success? Number one, vision. He reveals God's plans to us. The Holy Spirit will reveal God's plan for your life to you. In John 16 verse 13, the Bible says, how bait or however, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit always guides us in line with the word of God. It never goes beyond the word of God. It's always in line with the word of God. The Bible says in Revelation 19 verse 10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus, who is Jesus? The word. 
You see, the word. So anyone prophesying, it must be in line with the word of God. It must be in line with the word.